Welcome to the Pep Talk Podcast with your host Thomas Regan. This podcast is brought to you by Psych Elite Performance. Please visit the website at www.psych-elite.com for all your powerlifting and strength needs. My name is Chris. Uh, I run the GB Pally Group page. Thirty. I'm thirty now. I live in uh, southeast London. My trade is a funeral director, um, so there's a lot of deadlift puns in that. Ten years and sort of, kind of what got me into like powerlifting is because of my job, because of having to pick people up and cuffings and and all that sort of stuff. So I've sort of always been in and out of the gym for, since I was 14. Like I originally wanted to join the armed forces, um, and that fell through. And so powerlifting sort of became, like style training was always there for the job, because mm-hmm. of, you know, lifting, lifting dead bodies. Probably five years ago now that I went to my first ever competition. Um, so I helped my friend um, to the British Nationals in Scotland. So, it was Abby and Mandy, um, and um, we we went up to there, and then I just caught, kind of caught the bug from there, and I was like, okay, cool, I want to compete. So I competed in my first. So I was um, I was with the IPF, and so I competed my first competition twenty mm-hmm. nineteen. Um, and then five weeks later, that's when I made the page. Nice. And what were the motivations behind that? When you look at when you look at Instagram and stuff like that, there you have like the king of the lifts and and all that sort of stuff. But there was never something that was specifically for Great Britain and specifically just just the sport uh, across all. Like for those who who probably listen to this and don't know, but it's, there's there's different federations in in the country. So you've got uh, what I like to call the four main federations. So you've got the GBPF, which is the IPF affiliated British Powerlifting. You've got the British Powerlifting Union, which is affiliated with C. You've got the GPC, GB, which is affiliated with GPC, uh, GPC like, uh, internationally. And then you've got the BDFPA, which is affiliated with the WDFPA. But there was nothing, there was nothing sort of to, to share the lifters from everywhere. Like we've all known, we all hear of like King of the Lift and stuff like that. And they share like the top end. Mm-hmm. But there was nothing sort of from the bottom end and nothing to try and sort of bring people together to sort of be a place to give people advice. A lot of things, uh, again, it, it, it seems that it was showing sort of like the best bits and the, the high level part of powerlifting, but we all start from somewhere, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, you look at like the, all, the, all the world champions today, yep. but like nobody knew, probably knew of them when they were new. Yep. Um, and it was also to try and break down the federation barriers that I'd seen, like, you know, people would shit on other federations. We're just powerlifters who were crazy enough to go into a gym and go onto a platform, scream, sniff um, ammonia nitrate, <laughs> and cover ourselves and you know, put chalk all over our body yeah. and just lift weight. Yep. Uh, it doesn't matter what federation. I've got the account banned uh, in the first week. For what? Because I was sharing two. Because I was sharing two. I was reposting two. Ah, uh, okay. So, so, so it thinks that you're like a bot account. So I actually um, I got the account like sort of banned, like it wouldn't let me upload it. Um, and then yeah, it just started initially as uh, reposting and sharing. There was no structure to it, and then over time it was like, okay, boys, I'm going to take it serious, but I need to kind of structure it. And sort of what what do I want to do with it? And and then um, the the page sort of really grew because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we'll go on to sort of like why why mental health is so important. When when COVID happened, as we all know, like everything just stopped. Like there was no training, no competition, and a lot of people were struggling because a lot of us used gym as an outlet for you know stress. Some of it becomes like a again, it's it's, it's a form of unprofessional therapy. Like you know, there's there's professional therapy and there's unprofessional therapy. Like you know, if you if you've got serious problems, you need to go and see a professional, but a lot of people use it as an outlet and because when that was taken away a lot of people were struggling and there's only so much walking you can do you know what I mean we, yeah. can't, we can't walk forever yeah. um, and then it became a okay well what can I try and do again being a funeral director I was in the thick of it uh, before the 
and then that's when sort of like the daily uh, sort of asking how people are started sort of just really progressed from there and um and then once the once things opened up again it was kind of like okay cool, well how can i how can i support the people more um and then that's when i decided to make the decision to become powerless number one whore and <laughs> country um sort of helping out as and where i can so like my first ever competition i held that out was the british men's national uh in 2019 before covid yep um and then sort of last year um i think i ended up going helping out at like 40 different competitions um this year which is ridiculous that is so yeah, many comps but, but the, the thing is a lot of the times it's like i mean you'll know yourself kind of like if you're if you're a new lifter or you're quite nervous even if you're someone who's an organizer if you've got someone there that you can you know sort of like knows how things run yeah run a platform do the table doesn't mind giving lifters a brief or or especially to the lifters who will walk up to a platform they'll look at they'll look at um they'll look at say the crew and they'll go oh okay so Chris is on the platform. But say, for example, when we was at um, uh, the world, you know, and a lot of people, especially from British powerlifting, a lot of the crews that work on the platform, the same people like be myself, it'll be Bob, um, Wolves helps out, Gareth, yep. Viv, Sophie, all, all those people. When you walk onto the platform and you see those people, it's like, Okay, cool. I know I can push myself. Yeah, because you've, you've got the confidence that you're gonna be able to spot them properly, and you're gonna be able to exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and again, that's 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 not a that's not a, a bad thing in terms of because when I look at what's happened, like cause one of the big things I want to try and push next year is safety element of spotting and loading and trying to standardise that safety is. You know, as a lifter, you can push more if you've got people there that know what they're doing. And oh, like, yeah. you have people that don't know what they're doing, and that's not their fault because, yeah. you know, there's, there's uh, I mean, it's like with anything, if, if yourself as a coach, if, I, if you give me four hours, uh, if, if you have four hours of my time to say, teach me how to squat, bench, and deadlift properly, you're going to be able to do a lot more and teach me a lot more in four hours than you ever would in 10. Yeah. So you can teach th- th- the basics. But then it's kind of like, okay, cool, well, I've only had six minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like, uh, and, and like now I do more, more running platforms. So I started out as a crew member and then started to run the platform. Because um, I, for example, I, rem- I remember you ran the platform at the Liverpool qualifier last year. Because I remember I was, I was on the, um, the mono. And I was loading, and you were there. I'm sure you were there, and I'm sure you were. Yeah, you yeah, were the yeah, crew. That was, that was, yeah, at, at Danny's place. Yeah. yeah. So like, um, but, the, but like, the good thing is, like, uh, because uh, I think I think in the end, Martin actually ran it. I I was sort of just like uh, here, there, and everywhere. Uh, but like, the brilliant thing is, is when you look at certain gyms, certain facilities, like Nottingham Strong, Taylor Strength, uh, BTC, and stuff like that. Because they're a powerlifting-based community gym, because mm-hmm. you don't like one thing that you find is, is for powerlifters we kind of like piggyback onto uh, different gyms. Like uh, there's very few gyms that are specifically designed for us in the UK. Yeah, very very few. Like you know, in in Wales, I think there's three or four for, and that's the whole country. Scotland, um, there's not that many. Even the UK, there's not that many. Like Cornwall, I can only think of one, which is Revolution Fitness, like this few. We've got Barbell Training Complex, Elliot Pete there, uh, Nottingham Strong, British Barbell, where I train out of, um, you know, the others. Yeah, there's not that many. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite sad. There's, there's, there's not many where there's gyms. There'll be gyms there where people will go and train. Yeah. That's not the basis of the gym. Like, if you look at the new Nottingham Strong gym uh, that they've just opened up, like, that is designed purely, generally, for powerlifters. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's sort of like bodybuilding and, and that sort of thing to it. Um, but uh, yeah, like, um, you know, being part of crew members, be, 
being part of a platform manager, and then I do MC stuff now as well. I can uh, run the table. I do everything else um, apart from I don't I don't organise any competitions. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. In the future, maybe. Who um, would you I, Who would you go I, with? In terms of organising comps, I yeah. organise a comp for any federation, really. Yeah. Um, I always like the idea, like, people come up with this uh, as well in terms of, like, their growth. But, like, uh, just like a little novice competition is always always a good start because for some people, just doing something that's not as, not as, um, uh, what's the word I'm trying to use? Not as regimented as, like, an actual official comp. Like, yeah. You know, you want to dip your toes in, sort of, like, just have a, have a feel for it um, or a charity event. Like, um, so, you know, you go, like, uh, there you go. Like, example of tennis, you've got Battle of the Bar. Yeah. Um, which which is brilliant because you don't, you don't, like, you don't have to be, uh, it's, it's not affiliated with federation. No, you can just go for the comp. Like, you don't have to buy a membership for yeah. anything. And then, and then from there, you can go, okay, cool, I like this. You know, it's a great atmosphere. I've got an idea of how powerlifting comp runs. Mm-hmm. I want to make, I want to get an official total. Yeah. Boom, there you go. And, like, you know, the, the novice comp, that's one of the best, um, Best things, best things for the sport, really. I think not this competition. Yeah. Um, I feel like you're re- it's really good what you're doing as well. Like you're bridging the gap between like the high top level lifters to like complete novices who just who are just like trying to dip the toes in, and bridging that gap between it is I think is really important because it gives other lifters more confidence to actually go to competitions because there's a lot of people out there that are, like are doing strength training. If they're doing powerlifting specific or they're just doing strength training and getting stronger, it's like they don't, they, they sometimes they're just like a little bit apprehensive and a little bit scared to be like, oh, because it is quite scary, isn't it, to go to your first comp, mm-hmm. especially when you need to get a membership, you need to get, you need to pay your entry fee, you need to get all the equipment. Like it, your first comp is actually really expensive, really, isn't it, when you think yeah, about and, it? And like, if you, if you haven't got, like, if you, haven't got the um the support network like mm-hmm. if you just decided to just go like join the competition just off your own back you'll get there and it and and it can be seem like very very intimidating like you know especially if you're a younger person it can seem like very sort of like oh my god like you know you're watching someone over in the corner and they're like warming up with with like 350 kilos it can be quite daunting but um, like one of the things I do when um, when I do a brief lift is I always ask, oh, how many people here is it? Is it your first competition? I'll put your hands up and I'll go, okay, I'll, I'll go around the call. <laughs> like be very attentive and like if you need any help or advice, um, you'll support them. But obviously, that's in like only only ever done at like qualifiers and divisionals. Like when you get through qualify for a national competition or and, and stuff like that. Like I, I don't I personally don't give brief. Mm-hmm. Um generally I'll just kind of like do a if anything like a safety brief because you know for health and safety reasons like yeah. you know stay with the bar and all that yeah. stuff. Especially but, on the day when I was going to say, especially on the day with nationals like you'd ex- you'd most more than likely you'd expect them to with having a big qualifying total you'd be like okay the kind of They've been training for a couple of years. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And like, and like you, you should know, like, the running of like, I personally enjoy qualifiers and divisional competitions more than national level competitions and international competitions. The only reason I say that is because, obviously, like, divisionals and qualifiers, they're more, they're a lot more laid back. They're, they're, they can be a lot more fun. Like, you know. You can have like really loud music, and you can, I say, have a laugh, and it can be a lot more laid back than lifters. In the sense, uh, don't get me wrong, it still needs to be like, um, like regimented, but it's sort of like you know, you say to lifters, like, look, you need, you need to get to the table for seconds, like, give you Yeah. Whereas when you get to national competition, it's like, no, 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 you've found out that's it. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Um, and that that's sometimes a shock for a lot of people, um, but. Yeah, qualifiers were a lot more fun. You can, and that's how you sort of help a lot of listeners um, in terms of gaining confidence, like platform experience. Because 
there'll be something as simple like say say um one of the things that i say to lifters is like you know when you get your rack height obviously make sure you wear the shoes you're going to squat in and set yourself up how you would um squat like one of the biggest things i see that a lot of people do wrong is uh, and, and again, yourself, you're you're used to a mono. Almost like if you if you don't walk out of the rack and you and you're like a wide stance squatter, you see people that what they'll do is they'll walk up to the rack, they'll stand under it like flat, like uh, like say their legs are parallel. They'll stand up and they'll go, yep, yeah, no, that's fine. And then they'll go there and they'll set themselves up probably for a squat. Mm. And it's like, oh, I can't clear the rack. And it's like, well, I can tell you why. You're at a proper stance. You you've lowered your your that's what i see a lot of people doing that wrong you know when you'll be like and i've done it to be to be fair and you you lift it up with an empty bar and you're like oh yeah that's fine and then when you put like whatever on the bar and you do that and you're like you can't move the mono because it's like it's stuck i was that's a yeah. i see a lot of people doing that mistake and then you have to re-rack it change all the, yeah. the mono or change the rack height and, and, and it's things like that where we'll turn around and say like i'll say to the lifter afterwards like i've always was like once you complete the lift i'll go just go and tell the table to take your rack back down and they go oh and just by because otherwise they'll be like like some lifters might not know that some lifters might turn around and go shit am i stuck with that rack card but no you're not stuck with the rack yeah. card but if you if you let the table know they can they can uh adjust it and and because at the end of the day we all want to make sure especially like running a platform and like the referees and the organizers we want to make sure that everything for a lifter is as, as, as perfect as it can be because yeah. you know there's a lot of nerves going through like you have you have two categories of lifters you have mental lifters and physical lifters so like when I say mental lifters, you have a lot of lifters where it's not the weight that's the problem, it's battling their own head. Mm-hmm. So you get some people that'll be very, very nervous or, or they'll sort of blank, uh, blank out or they, they need someone to support them, which is why handling is so important. Yeah. And then you'll have some lifters where it's it's just, I just need to be strong enough to lift the weight kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, and uh, that's, that's where... Like, you know, when we talk about mental health and powerlifting and why it's so important, because when when a lot of us do use it as an outlet, it's also because it is a, a very, very close-knit, community-based sport. Mm-hmm. Like, when you look at, I mean, we know when we go to BPU competition, it, it becomes such a family mentality because we're all we're all there. It doesn't matter what, what weight Oh, like that's another thing a lot of people go. They say, "I don't know if I'm strong enough." Yeah. Well, how do you know? If you think you're, yeah, it doesn't matter like... if you think you might be strong enough or not, because out of everything, there are listeners out there that I see who are, without a doubt, some of the strongest in the country, and they don't get the exposure that other listeners get because of the federation they lift in, or because you know everything is just social media presence and stuff like that. Like one of the best deadlifters I know is that. Is a, is a female lifter called Sam, and she she deadlifted in the uh, GPC world. She deadlifted two forty seven point five. Yeah. You know, it's just 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 crazy the, the weights that people are lifting, but she won't get the same exposure as another lifter. In say in the IPF. In the IPF, or or, or just in general, because of social media presence. Yeah. Um, because you have some you have some lifters out there that have got like thirty, forty thousand followers, and then you'll have other lifters out there who might only have four hundred followers because you know they just go and they just lift. Like even yeah. myself, like I I don't document a lot of my, like even when I was uh, like lifting properly in the prep for my last one, I'd only document every now and then what I was lifting. Yeah. Um, and most people. Because my, my personal page is a private account. Most people follow it because this page. Otherwise, yeah. they wouldn't know who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the, the best shout there to, to lift people that they might not be strong enough is just do it. Just yeah. do a novice comp or, or like, again, I, I think I've lost, lost track of the amount of people that I've answered questions and I've got it before. I think it's over 200. Yeah. Um, because there's the, the brilliant thing about powerlifting, it doesn't matter disclaimer here as well but obviously I, I don't advocate any head use but if you are going to take any heads or arms please make sure that you get the right information 
84 kilos. No, 84. Oh, 84 years of age? Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, 84 years of age. And, and he went there and... So he's, he's classed as an M9 lifter. You know, <laughs> here, a lot of M9 lifters. I think he's at the highest um, master's category. You don't get a lot of lifters out over, over 90, I think. But, you know, that's the brilliant thing about the sport and the community. It doesn't matter about your age. It doesn't matter about your orientation, your, your beliefs or whatever. Yep. You know, when we get into a gym, we're all the same. Yeah, um, agree. And one thing that I've noticed a lot in terms of attitudes of, of people, um, and we, we can't, can't fight, you do get tickets, or you get tickets anywhere. But the strongest people in sport, the most humble, and I think that's a very, very underrated characteristic for people to have is to, to always be humble. Like some people say to me, like, ah, oh, you're a legend, and stuff like that. No, I'm just a person, one person. Like, you look at any competition that's set up, I'm just one person on the platform with another group of seven people. You know, you've got the referees there, you've got the people that set everything up, you know. Like, okay, cool, I know I do a lot and I'll go around everywhere, but it's like, I'm just complimenting people. It's like that sort of thing of like, you know, that's one thing my grandfather taught me. No matter what in life, where you get to and how hard you work, just remember always stay humble. Mm-hmm. No matter how strong you get, and do you feel like that's a characteristic that most most mo- you'd like to see more of in the sport? Would you say? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you'll have people that will have rivalries, and you'll get people that will have a bit of banter and, and like you know do a bit of shit posting and stuff like that. But like, and what I, I I see a lot is is and generally in this sport, it's the only sport that you'll see. And a prime example was during the IPF World earlier this year, where you had, I think it was Amanda Lawrence and Atko, like the Polish Mr. Atko, uh, or I probably got her name wrong. But um, Amanda was pulling her third ball, take gold up, gold overall. And you've got this lifter who would lose. Basically, but she was cheering them up, cheering her on, wasn't Cheering, cheering yeah. the crowd. And yeah. It's, it's quite funny because this, this is the only sport where you find that. Yeah, I agree. I personally feel. Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong, you get some people that will not be friends with people in their, uh, in their weight category and won't talk to people and will try and spike out people. Again, not not anything I've seen personally, but people tell me stories and stuff like that. And I just think yeah. to why? There's no point. Yeah. Like, you know. And I always think, like, in in my personal opinion, like, people will probably won't like me for saying this, but it's it's for for our level at least, like national level, um, like local level. No one's bothered about powerlifting in the grand scheme of things. We don't get paid for this. You know what I mean? When like, we what what's the point of having these rivalries when we don't we're not getting any benefit from having a rivalry like that. If... Yeah, I mean, it, it's good. Like, it, it's just not with anything. You can have a rivalry with someone can be a, can be a positive thing, and I know that sounds stupid. Oh yeah, it can be a positive thing because it because it could be like it can push you to try and achieve more. But as long as you don't try and sabotage the other person, yeah, shit like, posting on them. And... I think I, I think a lot of the time, like new lifters need to realise. And again, when you get to the international level. And, and things do get very, very competitive in certain weight classes. Like, you know, again, I use the IPF world as an example where, you know, it comes down to the deadlift and you'll have lifters and it is like, like I mean, the world this year was, was fantastic. Like, you looked at some of like the podium positions and there was like five, ten kilos between people. Like, I think it was the 63 class. If I got that wrong, then I apologise. But I think... 
Wilkes' second and third all had the same total. It was based on Wilkes? Was it? Uh, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, it was, it, was, um, it was their body weight. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, so because so I think like there was like 700 kilos between them or uh, 700, so 700 grams of body weight between them. And like, okay, cool. When you get to that level, it is going to be a very sort of uh, like a mind game and putting in different attempts and stuff like that. But the local level, it doesn't really matter. Like, everyone will cheer you on. It doesn't matter whether there's 65 kilos on the bar or 600. You know, 360 yeah. kilos on the yeah. bar. Like, everyone will cheer and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. It becomes a, it becomes a very sort of like we're all in the same boat because the number one competition <clears throat> is yourself. Yeah. Like again with the with the lifters that are that that are coming in so that are new, but it's sort of like, oh like, you know, and you find it more so with young lifters, like, oh I'm gonna try and break this record and that record and this record like Get yourself a total first. Yeah. And then build on that. If you if you um say you get a four hundred kilo total, okay, cool. Next competition, you just want to do a little bit better um, and, you know, increase by 10 kilos or 20 kilos or whatever. There is new games. We all know that. Like, you'll, you'll get someone who's never lifted before. Give them, give them with a coach 12 weeks. They might have 100 kilos on their total. Most of it is because they're actually moving correctly and they're utilizing the right muscle. Um, and then over time, you know, once you build up your, your um, experience, and, and like your time in the gym because it is a marathon like yeah one one expression I actually do hate a lot is the just get stronger like people are doing that but it takes time like even from a even from a like a a um, biological point of view like muscle growth takes time I think there's a study like and, and I think this is more so for men like you can only build effective muscle about five pounds a year if 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 that which which you look at it and think five pounds like, that's not a lot you know that's that's two point four kilos I think yeah. right? so that's not a lot of muscle and it's like that that that's a year of like training it takes time the reason why people have like old session stuff like that and yeah that's that's an expression I hate because everyone is 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 getting stronger like you know but you can't add Hundred kilo onto a total if you've been lifting for seven years, yeah. unless you go up a weight. Yeah, you know because that becomes a conversation that has that I've had with a lot of lifters of like, you know, when do you make the decision to, to go up on a weight class? You know, yeah. if you're, if you feel like you've peaked with the current weight class. The only one thing to do is to go up. Yeah. Um. Or 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 go on heads, but um, again, not have to care. You know, that's that, that's a decision that some people make. Why did this um, competition 
go bad? What would like you, if you could sit back and analyze it and go, okay, well, the reason why it failed because of it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the, 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 it could be quite easily have been, and, and the one thing never people never want to say is you just weren't strong enough. Yep. You know, because that's not a problem. Like if you're not strong enough to like, I can load 350 kilos, try and pull it. It doesn't. It doesn't even break the floor. And I pull my spine out, and it'd be like, oh yeah, no, the reason why I didn't pull that is I didn't need to sleep. Yeah. No, the, the, the fact there was I wasn't strong enough. Maybe one day I'll be able. <laughs> yeah. I'd, you... I'd rather bench today. <laughs> but like, um, you know, that that's an element for, for like newer lifters to think about, like, you know. I don't get excited on the yeah, I, I, I see that, especially with my um, younger lifters, and they're just like, they always want to, they're always trying to get stronger and stronger and stronger, which is fine, but at the same time, you're going to have to be like, Whoa. you're risking your health here. Like, is, mm. is like if say if they had, a, um, let's say, for example, it, they had a 150 deadlift, for example, 150 deadlift, mm. And then they've got a comp three months later, and they're like, "I want to hit one sixty, like ten kilos in in three in three months." It's like, but then they get fixated on that number, and they'll just push and push the bodies and push the bodies until eventually they'll blow the back out, and then they've got no competition to go to whatsoever. Mm. You know what I mean? And like you said, that I I think I've I've seen it with newer lifters. Now they're always like they always chase numbers, but they need to chase. I they might need to chase like you know better habits, sleeping, eating, consistently training, doing all them things, technique, and then and then if they go up the weight, great. If they don't, then it's fine too. Mm. But I feel and especially more so with with younger lifters is because one thing that a young a younger lifters got a lot more than than adults, and and I'd love for people to contest it to me because they probably would. Right, you'll probably get someone that will probably listen to this and go. Yeah, but I've got university work. Yeah, yes, that's that's when that's all you're doing. That's all you're doing. That's like when when you're when you're in university or stuff like that, right? I'm saying this to someone who's not gone to university, but again, I've got a lot of friends who have. A lot of it is your own time management. Yeah, you might have two lectures a week, and you've got and you've got stuff to do. That's that's literally it. It's just time management. I've actually had a lot of lifters that uh, some lifters have said to me have gone, "Oh, once I leave university, I don't think I'll be able to do powerlifting." Because uh, I'm not going to have the time, and I sat there and I looked at them. <laughs> what do you think? I sh- what do you think the adults do? Like, you know, I've got a family, I've got a full time job. I- I'm on call now, for example. Yeah, you're so, like, helping if out. Goes at any point, I have to go out. You yeah. know, and you're helping at comps every weekend, or most weekends. Comps every weekend, or most weekends, and stuff like that. You know, and it's kind of like. It, it becomes it becomes a time management thing. Like for some people, when when this is their job, it becomes a lot easier. I, I won't I won't deny that. Like if your if your job is um, involved in this sport, for example, then then it's a lot easier. Although saying that, just like with anything, a lot of people, I, I know a lot of coaches who don't train at the gym that they coach out of. Okay. Because interesting. Um, I, and I and I say that, and I, I've asked people that, and I, I kind of get it because it's like, what will happen is, is you're there to do your own training, and you'll get, and you just want to get on your training, and someone will come on and go, oh, Thomas, can I just, uh, can I just pick your brain? Yeah, like, dude, I'm in the middle of it. <laughs> like, like you know, if, if you want, if you want any advice, send me a DM, and then we'll have a conversation, like yeah, know, stuff like that. Um, but. Yeah, a lot of it's it's just it's just time management, and this comes to a, another thing about community, like what you see, like so you you have people that do what's known as squad sessions, uh, where everyone sort of comes down at a certain time and they're all trained together, um, and it's good for a community. So like when I train at the barbell, uh, they have squad session, uh, we have squad sessions there, so everyone's down there, so everyone's training together. We also have. Um, like Nottingham Strong, I know, have squad sessions, stuff like that, you know, which which I think are very good because that helps build community and sort of like yeah. you get everyone who's trying to train together. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how strong you are. Again, I use Nottingham Strong as, a, uh, as an example because you've got some really, really fucking strong listeners there at Nottingham Strong. And, and everyone just trains together and like a proper, proper 
community aspect and, and um, environment to train train at. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the, even even saying that a lot of the universities have uh, have um, like training days, like so sort of. I've sort of been a group chat with uh, Brunel, Rundle. They're, they're, they're good ways to build community and also like welcome new people into the sport and like you know they learn and everyone trades together. But, like, there's a big difference between training on your own and training with like, some people who train on their own. Kudos to them. Um, I think it's really good when you can all train together. Do you, do you train more in a group setting than at um, the individual? Um, in terms of like the big lift, the big three, I think training in a in a group. Um, is good. Like that's that's what I do. Like I'll train down at Barbell. Like normally I'll train with. Uh, like my training partner is actually uh, uh, Paul Marsh, who is the coach of um, British Powerlifting. He's actually head coach for the EPF, which is the English Powerlifting Federation aspect of the IPF, uh, or the GPF UK. And um, like we do quick bench together and stuff like that. And it's good because when you've got people there. Uh, and say to you like ah oh, I think I'm only going to get do two but no you're not you're going to do something great that's what it's a program come on you can do this like, stop being a bitch yeah. like, get it done um, but like in terms of accessories a lot of accessories the uh, the accessories that a lot of, a lot of lifters never do um, that sort of thing element you, it's, it's just uh, it's just grunt work the, uh, the accessories but they are important to do um, you just do them on your own. Like, um, so I train at two gyms. Um, I have a gym up the road from where I live, which which is just a box stand, a commercial gym. But they've got machines there. I can do the accessories that. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think it, there's there's it's it's to and fro. But again, it all it all depends on the mental disposition of a of a lifter. Every every person. Yeah. Every person. That idea of training is different. And um, Tony Tony Cliff, for example, is 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 uh, he trains in his garage, equipped and raw, and he always trains with his own. I mean, I don't. Know. <laughs> but, it, but it is brilliant. Scary. Maybe that's what gives him his edge. It's like you know when he's got three hundred kilos yeah, in his in his uh, in his hands in his single ply shirt and stuff like that. He's sort of himself. Because he's like he's got a wife and children, and he said everything stuff. If if he fails the lift, he's dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. All all day. Like, she's not going to save him. She won't be able to lift that up, like you know, and start say that. Maybe she could. You know, I don't know. <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, but like my own training, for example, I've, I've got a competition lined up for January. Which one? Uh, at the end. Of so so it's with the BPU. Okay. Um, I was going to keep it quiet, but fuck it. <laughs> it's the Nottingham Strong competition, so it'll be my first out in in uh, rap. So I'm doing raw with raps, and yeah, it'll just be it'll just be nice to, to lift there as opposed to being on the platform there helping. Mm. Um, Who's yeah, gonna? I mean, what's gonna happen at nationals then? What if you qualify? <laughs> Who's gonna? I'll to be honest, though, if, if I ever did, like, it, and again, so this is, a, I'll, I'll talk about volunteering afterwards, but like, if if I did, I probably wouldn't go. Okay. Because my, I would be more focused on, Callie's already um, asked me to, like, I said, um, for this year, what do you need, what do you need of me? And you were like, uh, which this year is running Saturday to Saturday. Um, and, and it's always good fun. Like, we, we do, when, when, when we're on platform, when I'm on platform with the BPU, it is a, it is a good laugh. Like, uh, last, or I say last year, this year, we had to get through 72 deadlift attempts. Um, and we had to try and do it proper sharply in 44 minutes. Not so by going. It, was, it, was, yeah, it, was getting, so it, it would have been quicker, but the lifters were being too slow. That yeah, but the lifters like have a break and they're like, oh, the bar's loading. Yeah. Like, what? Somebody just finished. Yeah, the, the bar's loading, come on. <laughs> <laughs> just recovering from the last one. <laughs> but that was, that was, that was, 
that was brilliant. It just goes to show, like, one of the one of the most underrated things that you see is camaraderie between, like, the platforms and stuff like that. Like, being able to, um, like, um, when we look at each other um, and sort of we all know what we're doing and everyone's talking to each other, it, it's great. And when you, and uh, what I love is when I go and work with crews that I've worked because everybody knows what they're doing mm-hmm. um, and there's a, there's a lot of things that I want to try or go on so I'll talk about safety but I'd like to write to Kate for the like next, next year um, because I'm still going to be a member of British Power but like um, I think there, should, there needs to be like a standardised level of safety in the school mm-hmm. so I agree talking about it the other week the other um on one of your instagram posts you like so if it's a female lifter do it like this if it's a male let me show that it's like Like when Marco takes photos of me, 
it almost looks like I'm giving people evils from behind. <laughs> I'm just at it. Are you prepared you know, though, aren't you? Really, it's like the focus. Yeah, you've like, you've got to be you've got to be look, looking for so many things. Like with the course that I've written out, there is a lot of things that people look for, and it can happen like that. Um, a lot of people have said to me as as well. They've gone, um, "Oh, that is scary." Spotting equipped lifters. I was like, "No, spotting equipped lifters are the best people to spot because because they don't what what I call um, slut drop a squat." That's when you know when people get a squat command, and it's like someone just pulls the brake and they just go wallop down. Yeah. Uh, um, which is the most dangerous because just like with anything, if you do a body weight squat like that, it's not too much of a problem. Yeah, when you have people that what's known as a spot drop, like if you've got 200 kilos on your back, if you shift your position, like people try and catch the bounce out of the hole, if your position's off ever so slightly, you're just going to tumble like a deck of cards. There was a lifter at, at British Nationals last year uh, who was actually told, you do that again, you're not going to lift. And he did it again, he was qualified. Because the man had like 340 kilos on his back or something. Mm. And he just dropped down. And like my friend Brett had to save him twice. And he's like, it's very dangerous because there's an element of safety, like for us to safety, the lifter. Yeah. Also, responsibility is you as the lifter. Like, if the most you've ever squatted in the gym is, say, 240 kilos, and you've loaded 275 kilos on the bar, yeah. you have no right. To, to even warrant trying to lift that, like, yeah. okay, cool. If you grind out two hundred and forty, great. Not as a first attempt, though. Like, if you're no, grinding no, on no, your first no. attempt. Yeah, no, you should never grind a first attempt. Like, opener should always be should be easy and light. But you know, squats are squats are where the most most things go wrong. Um, I've had people like the issue is is when people injure themselves as well. That can never be helped. Like. I've had people where their quads have gone, uh, they've fallen a doctor, like, for example, uh, my friend Daryl uh, at the British this year. Um, he failed his second attempt at, 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 I think it was a British or a world record. Um, and then he went for his third, and it just rolled over his head, and we couldn't save it. But it happened so quick yeah. because his adductor went. Now, as soon as that goes, people just fall off a deck of cards, and that's where the element becomes a... Um, I need to save the lifter, not save the bar. Yeah. Sort of thing. And you've mentioned so, before that you you you've started a course, or started yeah, writing a course. Uh, well, no, I've, I've I've written it out. I've more benefits to people who are lifters. It also helps you spot in the gym as well. Like yeah. you know, if you're spotting your mates in the gym, um, it gives you an idea of how the platform I'm, is run and and like more experience as a lifter. Yeah, but I think that's like, really important. That's really important, yeah. like, and and I think, like, to be fair, if it was me, if if I was, um, if like for the affiliated for the IPF affiliated gyms for the BPU, ABPU, whatever, GPC, I think to get like accredited to be to host events, you should be able to, like, you should have a knowledge of spotters and loaders, and you should know what they're doing. Otherwise, if anything happens. Like you said, you save the lifter, don't you? You know, you need safety yeah. is number one in comps. Yeah, I mean, again, it's like it's it's it gives you as a lifter confidence as well to stay with the bar. I mean, I had Artem at Euros last year. He fell all twenty twice. That man could put anything on his back, and I would save him because as soon as he fell, it he just said, "No, I haven't got it." And we just helped him up, and it's and it's things like that. Like it, it, it does become a, a, a like fighting your instinct because again, when you're getting buried, you just want to like throw the bar. Don't pay. Because if you have been training alone, that's how you save yourself. Like if you can't get away, you have to throw it off the bat. But it's getting better. Like I've I've never had someone intentionally drop the bar on me. Like I would never. I would never, um, never put my team at risk because of because of someone's in it. Yeah. Uh, but again, if someone apologises and they're sincere with their apology, uh, then hundred percent. <laughs> we'll go into the last question, and I think like again, unfortunately, work as yeah. Like questions there, but the biggest advice for people suffering with mental health, and there's there's, there's two things that I I would say. The, the first 
always try and seek professional help um, because as much as people say talking and talking is very important, a lot of people if you if you can get diagnosed with stuff like that and and it's sort of like analysing why, like for example, a lot of people suffer with anxiety and depression like that. Like I, I myself being one is trying to understand what triggers triggers them. Yeah. Um, I say to a lot of people when I do the do the daily polls is there's certain aspects of, of your daily life that you can't control and there's certain aspects of the life that you can control and one thing that you see a lot of people do is they try and control the aspects of life that they can't mm-hmm. because of that they neglect the aspects of the life that they can control right that's what you need to focus on you need to switch switch the priorities yeah. elements in life we can't control we never will control no one has the purpose fuck it. What will be will be in that regard. But aspects that you as a lifter or as a person control in your life, boom, that's what you need to focus on. I do not like the term bad day anymore. Uh, a, friend, a friend of mine said to me something a while back. It's been, it's been something I sort of preach to a lot of people. Um, it kind of comes to that 86,400 pound um, thing. There's no such thing as good or bad days, good and bad hours. Like you might, during work, it might be a really, really shit day at work in the sense of it's just full of bad hours. Mm-hmm. But when you finish work and say you go to the gym or you go and see your friend, but they're not bad hours. That's, they're good hours. Yeah. You know, some days you're going to have more good hours than, than bad. Some days you're going to have more bad hours than good. There's always going to be something, an element of, of the day which is good. Even if it's something as simple as being able to have something sweet and, um, you know, and a hot meal. Yep. But, you know, self, I've, I've been on medication for depression and that. I've done it for five weeks. It was the worst thing I ever done. Again, I'm not, this is my own personal experience. If it works for people, it works for people. But like, um, it's just focusing on the aspects that you you can control. Yeah. Um, not worried. It's not stressing about the other things. And sometimes helping others is what can help you. But that, 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 believe it or not, that's why I do the things that I do. Because helping others helps me. That's that's my therapy. That's the form that I do. Like seeing other people succeed is is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is to never think that you're perfect. And and I say that. Because you'll have people that will turn around and say, oh, you know, I'm perfect. They'll say, you're perfect just the way you are. No, nobody's perfect. Because to say that you are perfect means that you can no longer improve. Yeah. And if you sit there as a person and say, I'm perfect in every way. Okay, cool. So you're perfect and you're happy and you're, you're content with your lot in life. And you never want to improve and stuff like that. Oh, no, no, no. I want to do better for myself. Okay, cool. I'm not perfect. Yeah. Because perfection... It's just another word for stagnation. Because if, if something is utopian or something is perfect, it means it's never going to improve. Something never improves, she's going to go back. So, you know, the same thing as like, again, in the lifting sense, oh, I'm, I'm the perfect lifter. Oh, cool. So, so you, you don't want to get stronger. You don't want to improve your numbers. Oh, no, I do. But you're not the perfect lifter. Right? Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be better tomorrow. Than you are today. Um, again, just make sure of everything that doesn't consume you, um, because addiction is not just stuff. Like some people get that as well. Like, you know, you get some people who become addicted to many things. Even if I suppose my addiction is powerlifting because I go everywhere. Good hours and bad hours. Just remember that. Focus on the things in your life that you, as a person, control. Don't focus on the things that are out of your control because you won't be able to change. And that's like, what would you say, like sleeping, eating right, exercise? Sleeping, eating, like there's certain elements. That you can sit there as a person and turn around and say, I'll never achieve anything in my life. Okay, cool. Or, or, or you'll have people that turn around and say, I can't find a job. Okay, cool. Are you looking? Well, no. Like, you need to look. You need to look. You need to put yourself out there. The same element of, of like, you know, you, you use what powerlifting does your training aspects does it's you as a person 
if you fail a session, what? Do you never do another session? If you bomb at a competition, is that, oh, I'm never doing another competition? If you put yourself out there, you, you will get, you can't moan about results. You're not getting work, not willing to put it. You know, you, you, you have to put, you have to work in. If you go into work, you, and you do the same thing day in, day out, but if you're quite happy to go in, do the day in, day out, that's it, and not, not put yourself out there more than you need to, then you can't sit there and turn around and say, oh, why am I not progressing? You're just doing, the, you're just doing, just doing what's required. Again, the same thing within, you know, you, you need to, you need to apply yourself. If you, if you're never pushing yourself to just below your absolute limit, you're not going to get stronger. Like, you know, you can't, you can do as many body weight squats as you want, but you're not going to be able to squat 200 kilos by doing body weight squats. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you need, you need to, and, and like the fact is that you can control in life. And there's a lot of facts that you can control. Yeah. Not just food, sleep and stuff like that, you know. The, the, the time you spend, the relationships that you make, the energy that you put into other people and get out of them, um, your hobbies, stuff like that. You make those decisions. Certain elements in life that you can't control will be government and whether or not someone, someone picks you to do the job, but you can't moan about that you didn't get a job that you didn't apply for. Yeah. Certain things like that. It's, it's, it's personal responsibility for certain elements as opposed to blaming the world for, for not getting things that you've not worked for. Um, yeah. You know, I could potentially be the strongest lifter in the world if I apply myself, but I haven't because of my own personal fa- uh, factors and, and outside factors. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's sitting here and saying to you, I know the reason why is a good thing. Yeah. You know, because that the sort of solving or fixing a problem is admitting there is one. That's that little waffle done for yeah. you. Little, little soul set. No, but that, it's important for people to understand that, to understand what they can control in their lives. Um and 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 to help themselves with with that and to try not like self sabotage in in yeah. one way or another and I think especially with I think with the powerlifting community especially you got to put work in to get results like you said and what you take out of the gym you can take into life as well time consistency patience you know all them hours doing the doing a squat or doing whatever getting stronger. And it's the same outside of life, build on your relationships, build on family, build on this, build on that. And, and eventually, if you want to be content, then you can be content. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's just like, you know, pe- people, I, as, as I was saying, I hate it when people try and turn around and say that it's, it's a thing of like, you know, I'm a 10 or like, you know, I'm perfect the way I am. Like, in terms of who you are internally as a person, yeah, cool. What you want to do for yourself and for your own future. You've always got to, you've got to push yourself. Um, there's only that very, very small percentage of people in the world where things will be handed to them. Very, very small. Yeah. But unfortunately, the majority of us, life is hard. And it will, and it will be hard. But it's a constant fight. Constant war. Yeah. Um, some days you win more battles, but you know, you just got to keep fighting, like, just don't quit. Yep. That, and I think that's a, I think that's a great way to um, end it. Like you said, just don't quit. Just keep going. Like, in your, you're a constant. Don't, you're, quit. don't keep going. Like. Yeah. Keep going. And there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully. Definitely. Definitely. But if you feel that, that you ain't going to get to that light, you need help. Yeah. You know, always reach out. Like, yeah. for me personally, I, I would, and especially in the job, I'd rather sit there and listen. It could be a thing to reach out to the likes of yourself to signpost to, you know, the relevant people like the no but there's loads of NHS stuff, um work like the NHS self refer yourself, uh, the crisis line. There's so much things you can you can do and, and if you do feel like you're in that situation and you do feel like you're in a rut, then there are there are people that do want to help you so make sure that you do reach out to whoever it is, exactly. a family, friends, or even your page or my page, whatever. Just just get it out and, and talk to somebody as well. Exactly. 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 Yeah.